You're listening to a Big Finish production. Sounds amazing! What's so special here? Oh, really, child? How often do we arrive on a planet this like Earth, eh? All the time. Nonsense! This is the Big Finish Podcast, official release date 21st of October 2018. Kill <laughs> yes, you are very welcome to this. Stop laughing. Sorry. Our podcast bursting with all the latest about Big Finish is audio world of audio <laughs> drama and audio books. It's going so well so far. It's all about audio. Mostly. My faithful co-host Benji Clifford is off on European travels this week, which is why you heard the voice of Jamie Anderson at the top of this podcast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Nick Briggs. Thank you so much. no point looking at the script because we're improvising. Well, that's what I I was wondering what impro chat meant. And now I know. (laughs) So how are you? I'm fine. Um, I suppose listeners will know you as someone who's worked for Big Finish and who's doing lots of... Lots of, you've done directing that'll all come up later yeah. bit of writing got bit. something coming up soon yeah. it's just been announced hasn't it yeah it has so we can what is it it's uh it's black thursday together with eddie robson's power game that's very sharing of you to mention eddie's script as well well it's oh. a two it's a two story thing isn't it it'd be rude not to yeah and also in your life generally, you're working on uh, a creation of your father's, Jerry Anderson, uh, yes. a, a thing called Firestorm. Well, called Jerry going... Anderson's Firestorm, if we're going to be well, really sorry, technical about full it. Full title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Impedent. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yes, it's basically the best uh, puppets, the coolest puppets you've ever seen. That's the summary there. Yeah, I'm yeah. slightly biased because I was there when you were filming the Minnesota. Yeah, uh, to get it all going, and and the voice of Remus, the artificial intelligence. Yes, and Remus, Go ahead, of course, Commander. Is a, yes, that's exactly how you did it in the thing. And <laughs> Remus is an acronym, isn't it? And it stands for. I've no idea. No, it, it's not really. It's not really. I, I'm just. I'm just being horrible to you. Anyway, White yeah. elongated mucus <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Source. No, that's, that's. I don't know. I'm sorry, mm. listeners. <clears throat> anyway, uh, regular listeners will know the score. Um, we give you a tour of our latest releases with clips and review quotes. I wonder how much of that I can keep in. Uh, there's None big finished news, <laughs> listeners' emails, and the randomoid selectatron, where we randomly select a random release from the big finish archives to chat about and blatantly promote. And then we give you 25% off that title. Sounds amazing. It's like so- a new catchphrase. <laughs> Sounds like a very good deal. Uh, oh, and a guest star interview slot this week, which features behind-the-scenes report from the Quantum Possibility Engine. Mm. The Sylvester McCoy story from the Doctor Who main range, Monthly Adventures. And I directed it, and it was great fun to do so. Yeah. Good script, wasn't it? It was really good. It was very funny. Uh, and also had a lovely duo of Toby Longworth and Wayne Forrester playing a... Oh, yeah. The ultimate comedy duo of a giant um, frog and his weird robot um, but- butler handyman type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. What's not to I mean, like? It's, it's, it's exactly. I mean, it's not a comedy episode, though, is it? There's lots of nasty, shocking and frightening things happen. But equally, there's, there's some nice comedy. There's some good light relief. From, yes. uh, from Wayne Forrester and others. And a nice performance from Jules de Young as well. 
Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, very threatening she's, in a sort of yeah. polished PR way. Fantastic. She's American, isn't she? So she's got. That's what I meant. I was just trying not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's um, lovely. It, And at the end of the podcast, uh, it is our custom to give you a 15-minute drama tease of one of our latest or upcoming productions. This week is no exception, and we present for your delectation, Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, An Ideal World. It's the first Doctor adventure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the specification there. Uh, So, you're welcome. uh, shall, Shall we go to the latest releases, then? Yes! Uh, this week, we'll be talking about the 8th Doctor Saga, Ravenous 2, Arsenal nil. Uh, the Avengers, Too Many Targets, the monthly main range 7th Doctor Adventure, uh, the aforementioned The Quantum Possibility Engine, and Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, An Ideal World, drama teased later. Ooh, but first up, Ravenous 2. You don't know who the Krampus is? Why, he is the dark side of Christmas, the demon on the streets. And today is the day the Krampus runs. You must be terminated. Thumbs, the Vox, they're, they're grabbing people on the walkways, attacking them! Doctor Who Watch says of Ravenous 2, Matt Fitton has written a very strong script with Escape from Kaldor. It's a fast-paced story that mixes action and horror, but it's also light enough to include some really great drama for good measure too. Matt Fitton has written. <laughs> It's rhymes, isn't it? Lovely. Matt Fitton has written. I'm going to just keep saying that. In the Twitter sphere, Tom Housen says, Seizure from Big Finish by Guy Adams' author. At Guy Adams' author. That's what the youngsters write. Is so chilling. Uh, The creepy writing is perfectly complemented by the sound design. Again, the main cast is on perfect form, especially Mark Bonnar as the Eleven. Thoroughly enjoyed this box set and now cannot wait for the next. Hashtag Ravenous 2. And David... Uh, the Gallifrey Buccaneer blog says uh, listening to Escape from Caldor by at Matty F uh, it's incredible of course it is uh, one of the best writers in the business also McGann Walker and Morahan is that right Morahan we can never work out uh, she told me she'd been pronouncing her name incorrectly for about the first 20 years of her life as well her father said you know you've been getting that wrong ah, okay <laughs> Uh, McGann, Walker and Morahan are perfect a real treat Big Finish are still at the forefront of Doctor Who with this series Matt Fitton has written Colin Hayes says just finished listening to Better Watch Out by Mr John Dorney the second episode of Big Finish's Ravenous 2 in their Doctor Who audio drama's genuinely creepy story Paul McGann Nicola Walker and Hattie Morahaha were great and there's even a sly Eric Morecambe reference in there winky emoji Matt Fitton has written actually it was John Dorney John Dorney has Badorney <laughs> uh, throughout that whole oh, thing, I was trying to think of what would rhyme with Dawny, <laughs> but very few things. Write in at podcast at bigfinish.com with anything that rhymes with John Dawny. Thank you. Uh, and I Ab- mean anything, literally. Tawny, as in owl. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, Andrew, Ooh. also known or better known as Andy M586 to his friends, oh, catchy, catchy, says, yeah. Big Finish, wow, wow, wow! Uh, hashtag oh. Ravenous 2 is insanely good. Just finished the box set and have bitten off all of my nails. <laughs> ow! Wow! Not so much wow, oh, but yeah. ow! Uh, but still managed to type this with bloodied fingers. The Ravenous are terrifying. <laughs> you know to be scared if the Doctor is scared. 
and then he's tagged everybody at Big Finish in there, which I don't need to do that, do I? No, no don't do, do that. that. No. <laughs> uh, also, uh, All of Time and Space, which seems a rather highfalutin name, doesn't it? It's, just, it's like, all the food you can eat. Uh, ever wondered what a Christmas Doctor Who episode would have been like had the Eighth Doctor had the on-screen adventures he deserved? Yes. Wonder no longer. Oh. Mr. John Dorney has provided you with the answer, and it's bloody brilliant. <gasps> Swearing, hashtag Big Finish, hashtag Ravenous 2. Whoa. What a lovely set of things these people have said. Isn't it great? Yes, well, I haven't seen any nasty things. But even if I had, I wouldn't put them in the podcast because nah. this is promotional. Ignore them, exactly. Uh, anyway, enough rabbit. Hashtag two. total rubbish from <laughs> none of space and time. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad with there's no, no hashtag rubbish. Let's move on, though, shall we? Yes. Uh, yes. To the Avengers Too Many Targets. Featuring Steed, Mrs. Peel, Tara King, and Kathy Gale, not to mention Mother. I told you not to mention Mother. <laughs> Probably just a wild rumour. Steed here. John, thank goodness. Charles! Lovely to hear from you. No time for nasty, Steve. There's trouble. There usually is. On Twitter, Trevor Smith says, Of the Avengers, too many targets. That's Trevor. Mr. Smith in knots. Uh, Really, really loved at Big Finish, too many targets. Wonderful fun and a fantastic treat for long-time fans of the Avengers. At Chalmers Beth. That's Beth Chalmers to those who know and love her. Kathy Gale is note perfect. More Steed and Co, please. All right, then. Isn't Beth Chalmers lovely, Nick? She is. Just say She that. is lovely, Nick. <laughs> well, I like it. I don't know what that means. But. Uh, <laughs> just say it anyway. Like, just like the rest of the podcast. I, I get that vibe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Quantum Possibility Engine. I think we already oh. mentioned this. Uh, starring yeah. Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford and Sophie Aldred. Here's a clip. I fulfilled my end of the bargain. I've brought you the TARDIS and its manual. I want my debt cleared and the assassins called off. All in good time. First, I will, of course, need to verify the contents of that data stick. Mr. Hop. Built-in data port. Please hand me the data stick so I can analyze its contents. At which point you could copy it. And I've lost any advantage. Advantage? <laughs> Miss Bush, what makes you think you have one of those? Good. <laughs> yes. I, I do love quantum. Uh, anyway, Blog to Who says of the quantum possibility engine, with a well-crafted script, packed... What? And performances that popped. No. Does that make sense? That's what they wrote. You know, I've just copied it off their website. Okay. Mate. Well, I'll try and read it more convincingly. <laughs> yeah, with a well-crafted with gusto. script packed with performances that pop. I reckon I that's reckon, it. I reckon that's what it's meant yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Combined with the unusual music and sound design, this story Ooh. delivers wholeheartedly on its promises. What did we promise? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Hopefully we said it was going to be good. <laughs> good. Well, that is I mean, did- if we said it was going to be dreadful and it wholeheartedly... <laughs> Uh, delivered that would be terrible well not remembering what the promises are we can confidently say it delivers uh, yes definitely. though forming a loose trilogy it's a self-contained drama that takes listeners for an adventure they're sure to remember for a long time to come the fan service of Dog Bolter and Narvin doesn't come off as pandering uh, they're suited to the story and enhance the link to the wider universe in a way that's gratifying for fans and intriguing for newbies who might want to try out other ranges 
Lovely. It's almost like Guy Adams knew what he was doing when he wrote it. Is is fan service a word? You know, that's something that people say, is it? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. I've heard it. I've never seen it written before until now. Fan service. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and Simon TK421, catchy name that, on Twitter says, at Big Finish, at Nicholas Briggs, at I am Jamie M. Anderson, A. M. Jamie Anderson. Loved the Quantum Possibility engine, a good romp with great acting by all the cast. I want a hob. And that's not a reference to um, some sort of cookery. Uh, 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 I can't think of the words. Accoutrement. That's not the right word. <laughs> cookery accoutrement. No, Accessory. Stands, that's what I want. It stands for helpful operations bot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool name. So if your bot is helpful... Uh, operations that's great uh, and finally moving briskly on mm. Doctor Who The Early Adventures and Ideal World by Ian Potter and starring Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis light years from Earth a vast human spaceship hung in orbit over a cloudy alien world an impossibly long taut loop of cables stretched out beneath it vanishing far below mmm a sci-fi bullet says of an ideal world yeah i forgot to write in on there i forgot to put the in let's call them sci-fi bullets from now on because <laughs> those reviews arrive straight between the eyes bang uh shall i t- do you want me to do another again? review bang shall i put an in in yes put an in in the in in's coming now in uh sci-fi bullet in says of an ideal world Peter Purvis gives strong performances as both Doctor and Stephen Taylor, while Maureen O'Brien shows some steel as Vicky. Director mm. Lisa Bowman has brought together a very effective ensemble for the less-than-perfect crew of the Magellan, as well as those they encounter on the surface, and Toby... I can never pronounce Toby's surname at the moat. His sound design and score <laughs> fit the period very well. Um, verdict, a deliberately paced, well-told, and often surprising adventure. Eight out of ten. Sorry, Toby. Deliberately. Yeah. Deliberately paced. Yeah. I deliberately paced it. It wasn't an accident. Um, Hrychek, I think it's pronounced. Hrychek Robinson. Robinson, yes, yes, of the moat and it's, the lunches. That's, that's, yes. That's his wife's family name. Uh, Mass Movement, uh, and you can find them at uh, massmovement.co.uk, which is too difficult for me. And Tony Filer from Mass Movement, who is, of course, as as we've discussed previously, the son of the fictional character in Claws of Axos, Bill Filer, which when I presented that, Benji said, yeah, it could be, could be. Like like anyone could be the son of a fictional character. Quite possible. Yes, yes. I am, of course, the son of Sergeant Benton. Uh, The evocation of the later Hartnell area in an (laughs) ideal world lulls you into a false sense of black and white security. The story itself is a highly nuanced, modern, political and ethical commentary with some gloriously detailed, hard sci-fi twinned through it. Twined! Twined through it, I can't (laughs) read. And twinned. And twinned, possibly, but probably not. Uh, After the Dalek occupation of winter, this feels like a busier story with a fuller, more detailed world in the Magellan crew. Or Magellan. I'm not sure how they pronounce it. Oh, I don't Uh, We'll find out later in the Magellan, I'll do Magellan. Okay, and let's call the whole thing off. Uh, Like winter before it, an ideal world gives us a first Doctor story in which there's more oomph 
more impact than almost any of the televised Hartnell adventures while playing out its drama with a darker edge than all but a few of those stories dared to deliver. Feels like that's enough oomph and latest releases. So that's it for now, isn't it? For the latest releases, more next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I'm... (coughs) I'm back. Coming up soon, listeners' emails. I don't know whether we'll enjoy them as much as Benji does, but we'll give it a darn good shot. But now, it's time for the Big Finish News! And in the news this week, Survivors Series 8, Big Finish Day updates, Blind Terror, a Big Finish original drama, and the third doctor survivors series eight will be out in december which is slightly worrying me because i'm still doing the music and Get things are it, taking this i'm, I'm going to stop the podcast and just do the music for survivors all right bye, bye. bizarrely i've got i've got given episode three first and i just got episode one the other day so i'm doing it all in a very strange order the story is totally confusing me it's fascinating though anyway uh things are taking a turn for the even nastier in this post-apocalyptic tale of the world after a pandemic has wiped out most of the population. It's based on Terry Nation's hit TV series from the 1970s, in case you didn't know, featuring characters and actors from the original, along with a host of other new characters and storylines taking them to the very limits of human experience. It's an acclaimed and much-loved series here at Big Finish. So let's have a listen to the trailer for Series 8 to find out what new high drama is in store. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Survivors, Series 8. Hope is a difficult thing to find nowadays. My hope is living off rumours. I'm not sure I could take another letdown, Jenny. They look like kids. This group is organised. I'm looking for my son, Peter Grant. Outlaws! Open fire! We are not abandoning this train. I'll be damned if I'm going to let a bunch of thugs just take it over. We're on the brink of civil war. Outlaws! Get ready to board that train! Yeah. Abby, we're in a fight here. You need to start shooting. Big finish. We love stories. All the years I've been searching, ho- holding on to the hope that he's alive. Well, he is, Jenny. And I'm so close. Ooh. Ooh, eh? Ooh. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I've got some big finish day news, Nick. Uh, okay. Actor Jane Slavin. Is that right? Not Slavin or uh, Slavin. Actor Jane Slavin will be attending our special Big Finish centric event. Do you have to say it's Big Finish centric when it's called Big Finish Day? I suppose. You don't um, have to. It's not contractual. Oh, I thought it was. Sorry. Anyway, scratch that last bit. It's Big Finish Day. Uh, not only has Jane appeared in many of our productions over the years, she's also written a few too. But perhaps most exciting at the moment is that she stars with the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, in a brand new series of adventures from January, playing the Doctor's brand new companion, WPC Anne Kelso. I'm Anne, by the way, if anyone's interested. Updating recognition protocols. My name's Anne Kelso. Anne Kelso. WPC 166. Anne Kelso. What's that smell? Is he all right? That time storm. Is it something that occurs naturally? What's a chronon when it's at home? Where are we running to? You ask a lot of questions. I am a police officer. See? Looks innocuous. Looks damp. You all feel at home. You were supposed to be taking me away from home? Are you always this pernickety? What was that? 
you don't want to find out, keep running. That thing is a drashic. Magnificent. Classic hunting technique. One of them driving the prey straight into the teeth of the other. What are you? I am Spandrin of the Lemurian race, and I work for the Sinestrian Syndicate. Never heard of them. Ah, uh, my carriage awaits. Thanks for waiting, old horse. Would you like a jelly, baby? Week <laughs> finish. We love stories. Aren't you clever, WBC Kelso? Yes, WBC Kelso, you are terribly clever. And by the way, we'll be bringing a good selection of releases with us to Derby for purchase at the event. But if there are any specific older titles you would like us to bring along for you, then please do drop a line to inquiries at bigfinish.com by the end of the day on Monday the 29th of October with your requests. Please make sure you include your full name in the email. Looking forward to seeing everyone on November the 3rd at the Quad. Mm, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Oh. Because I've, well I've missed Big Finish Days for a, I know. a while. I'm hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do more and more. Yeah. Well, I do we'll do one so. every week until <laughs> everyone's sick of it. Oh, not another Big Finish Day. We'll cool. just rename Saturdays Big Finish Days. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. a good idea. All right, done. Uh, the latest in the Big Finish Originals range, Blind Terror, The Gods of Frost by Guy Adams oh and starring Eve Miles will be out this week we drama teased it two podcasts ago so if you'd like a sneaky preview why not zip back and have a listen to the first 15 minutes in the meantime here's a clip you do know what you're doing I hope you'll find me quite capable I'm sure you are only I seem to remember your experience was limited I've been in domestic service for most of my working life I'm sure I have your letter of application here ah Yes, that's right. But you're only housekeeper for a matter of months. Langley Court, why did you leave? I married. Ah. I see. I suppose that's not likely to happen again. No. And your husband, uh, is he, uh, is he... He died last year. And if you're a fan of The Third Doctor, there's some very exciting news coming up this week. Look out on the Big Finish website in the next few days. You may not be able to believe your ears. And I know that is a very big tease. Oh, hello, Brigadier. Uh, still here? I told you I'm far too busy to go. Now, if you'd kindly let me have those. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's probably an unnecessary sound to make, but I made it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Every weekend during this current series of the 13th Doctor's Adventures on TV, Big Finish is serving up some very special offers. Go to, are you ready for this uh, URL? Yeah. www.bigfinish.com slash offer slash v slash regenerate. And use the password Doctor13, and it's all capitals, D-O-C-T-O-R-1-3, to find out more. Uh, They've already been two weekends worth of offers, so why not find out what's on offer this weekend and every weekend for the next few weeks? Yes, why not? And that is it for the news, except to say that um, we mentioned that uh, there'll be the further adventures of Lucy Miller. So just before we go, here's a mashup of uh, teasery clips from the further adventures of Lucy Miller as we go back in time to her with the Eighth Doctor. Hello? Testing? Keep concentrating, Lucy. Keep concentrating. Okay, okay. 
and concentrating. It's rain! Actually tastes like strawberries. It isn't rain! What? It isn't rain! Well, I mean, if it isn't rain, well, what is it? Mucus! Emergency! Another space-time craft has been detected in this vicinity! Has everyone got five heads? At least. Makes a great gossip. <laughs> quick, quick, quick! Oh, blimey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right, right, right. You want me to concentrate now, yeah? Yes, please. <coughs> Blimey, you know, you're going to be the death of me. Anyway, the news is no more until next week, of course. Goodbye. Goodbye, news. Don't know why I say goodbye, I'm still here. Coming up in a top secret number of minutes, uh, we delve into the seventh Doctor Main Range monthly release, the Quantum Possibility Engine, with a spoiler-free look behind... <gasps> Yes, the scenes. But before that, it's time for listeners' emails. Is that where the music goes? Ba ba da ba ba da ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. Certainly does. It feels almost like blasphemy to do the emails without Benji here. So, please forgive us. We'll Sorry, do Benji. our best. Sorry. 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 No one loves emails as much as Benji, but I think I can safely say that we're mightily fond of them, Jamie. I'm so sorry, my doorbell's being gone. Attacked. You're can being attacked by killer dogs. I'll keep keep rolling, but I've got to come back. Yeah, sorry. Okay, he's he's gone to get the dogs. Uh, just time to remind you while uh, Jamie's attending to his dogs uh, to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-cast at B to the I to the G to the F to the I to the N to the I to the S to the H dot com. And if you write that in a word processor program, it will automatically underline itself, as Benji often wants to point out. So uh, first up, this one from John Wilson. It's, Jamie's just just not it's not there uh hello nick and benji he says well it was jamie actually but we won't sorry sorry to account. sorry sorry right. I'm, st- I'm reading an email oh you're reading an uh, email yeah yeah long time listener first time writer says john wilson jamie this is who i'm reading up. i'm just in the midst of listening to the new podcast the 14th of october 18 and without warning You've spoiled the ending of the first episode of Doctor Who. Yes, this email was entitled, You Fool, You Old Fool, which is what Benji always says, because it's a quote from um, the first Doctor Daleks uh, story. Um, Well, not the one edited by David Whittaker, but the one starring Jodie Whittaker. Yes, it's been out for a week, but I don't have cable and no way practical to watch it until some later point. I don't mind you talking broadly about the new episodes, but please, of all things, don't spoil the cliffhangers. I said a thing about, well, they were suffocating in space, weren't they? <laughs> just imagine you watch that episode for the first. I'm so sorry, John. That was it. Just never occurred to me, but now you've pointed it out. I won't spoil the endings. Although the ghost monument ends with oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, now the whole time I'm watching the first episode, I'll know in the back of my head how the episode is going to wrap up. I can appreciate your excitement over the new series and hate to dampen it, but I have this bucket of ice water at the ready for the next new series detail. You blurt out. Keep up the banter and cut the spoilers. Best regards, John. Well, John, How I'm, could you? I'm bitterly sorry. Quite right, I, I, too. I am, yeah, I can't justify my uh, stupid faux pas at all. <laughs> sorry, I won't do it again. I promise. I'll, I'll hold you to that, Briggs. Thank you. I know where you live. No. Oh, <laughs> 
It's um, a long way away from where you live, so I'll no, have plenty no. of time to hide. It would take several hours to get there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I've got one from Laurie Willis. Uh, dear Nick and Benji. Oh, it feels a bit weird, sort of, yeah, without yeah. Benji, doesn't it? It's like Poor reading Benji. someone else's letters. It literally That's is. That's illegal. Yeah. Oh, shall I stop? Uh, dear <laughs> Nick and Benji. I love Shilling and Sixpence Investigate, and the more I thought about it and how much I wanted to know what happens next, an idea came to me. Oh, I see. It would be great to carry on the serial nature of this series in a monthly release format. As each of the tracks is actually split into two pieces of different titles, you could release one title each month. It would be a nice short bite to listen to in the car, and it would be a lovely (sighs) thing to anticipate each month. Thanks for the bite sound effect there, really (sighs) nice. Um, Of course... I have no idea what the cost of production would be on something like that. Oh. And I have no idea if something like that would be more or less work slash cost than combining several episodes for a single release. It just struck me that additional titles in this range would fit that format wonderfully, and I, for one, would be very happy to subscribe. Oh. I love my subscriptions anyway because it's like getting little gifts every month. Oh. Gifts that I bought myself, but gifts <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> happy birthday to me. <laughs> well, we should want. We should all treat ourselves a bit more, I think, if we can. So, so yes. good on you, Laurie. Um, With chemicals. <laughs> oh, sorry, not that sort of treat. No, no, no. No, I mean, with with big finished subscriptions. Uh, I know these decisions are bigger than an idea and that, of course, it matters what sales numbers look like, licensing availability, etc., etc. Still, I thought it wouldn't hurt to say something specifically this uh, and let you know that this fan at least is in strong support of more from Morlington Hill whatever format it may arrive in Uh, no matter what I look forward to what else Big Finish has in store over the coming months and years as I've quickly fallen in love with all it has to offer when I bought my first CDs at the beginning of the year I had no idea what kind of rabbit hole I was going (laughs) down uh, and I find that I never want to get out sincerely yours Laurie Willis, sent from underneath a giant toadstool somewhere in Wonderland. <laughs> Laurie, you are the ideal person for Big Finish. It's, that's, um, you've fallen into our trap. You've fallen down the rabbit hole. It's a lovely suggestion, that. Um, and, you know, with regard to Shilling and Sixpence Investigate, it's particularly... Um, it's just to do with how many people buy it and whether it's we'd love to continue it and I'm sure if Nigel Fares the creator of it is listening he's thinking oh yes please is that a commission can I get on with it now (laughs) it'd be lovely I would love us to do what you suggest but yes it's uh, the financial concerns really but fingers crossed uh, that we can do more shilling and sixpence investigate that'd be good and finally, this one from Duncan Wilson. Hi, Nick and Benji. Sorry, Jamie. Right. Whilst revisiting the Excellis saga from 2002. Goodness me, I remember back then. Cool. It was great to hear Iris Wildtime's first audio appearance. And I'd forgotten that she rode around in a big red London bus. 22 Putney Common, you see. As Lady Christina also travels in a big red London bus, the 200 to Victoria. Any chance that the two of them could face off against each other in a one-off adventure stroke race a bus off a bus just bus off Uh, (laughs) maybe bring almost sounded rude maybe bring some other bf characters along for the ride like sherlock holmes uh just imagine buck all up in bold all the best duncan well, I would just imagine. It's interesting that those two characters were in Red London buses. Yeah, what's the bus Is obsession? 
I don't know, you know, maybe there will be legal action from Paul Mars uh, to Russell T. Davis. Or maybe not. Um, it's just <laughs> a different bus, different number. You can't get him on that. That would be a lovely idea, wouldn't it? No plans for it. But, you know, that's not... Uh, we love yeah. a bit of Iris Wild Time. Yeah, bus up, Briggs. Paul Mars, very talented writer. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's it for the email wamawals. Don't forget to write in at podcast.bigfinish.com. And now, just a quick reminder of our current competition. Competition music. You don't have to read those bits I out. know, That's I just thought it would be fun <laughs> to. Sorry. Uh, Jamie, colon. Uh, <laughs> and Interesting here, surname. Yes. Yeah, it's my real one, not my, rather than my stage name. Uh, and here's the competition Nick and Benji set you last week. It is still running. So it's still <laughs> worth entering. Yes. <laughs> Good to point that out. The prize, Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, An Ideal World, dramatised on this very podcast. Uh, the question, this story features the rather wonderful actor Maureen O'Brien in the role of Vicky, the, the first Doctor's companion. In 1987, she played a regular character in the UK medical drama, Casualty. What was the character's name? Hmm. The subject line is Nurse! With five, four U's crucially and the closing date is friday the 26th of october please send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com three three exclamation marks after nurse as well right for you three exclamation marks very important yeah everyone's been doing it thank you and the best of luck folks coming up sooner than you might think it'll be the randomoid selectatron but rumors abound that it's been interfered with this week what Outrageous! <laughs> um, but right now, time to delve behind the scenes with the quantum possibility onion engine. <laughs> don't know why I said that. <laughs> I am Jamie Anderson, and my function is to direct the quantum possibility engine. Four pages of fun and frolics. Uh, scene four, let's have a read, please. And... Q. Dog bolter. Miss Bush, finally. So lovely to see you. The feeling is not reciprocated. My job essentially was to be a quantum possibility director. So just n- nudging it, massaging the reality of the story to meet my will. So I'm sort of a combination of dog bolter and the machinery. I am Sylvester McCoy and I play Doctor Who number seven it would seem someone has stolen from Gallifreyan technology and is doing something ill-advised with it Gallifreyan technology like the TARDIS exactly like the TARDIS oh you mean yes Ace my TARDIS this story's got a slight sort of comedic vein to it and it's uh, you know but the serious bits in between it's quite interesting, lots of wonderful eccentric characters, but then there are many eccentric characters and lots of Doctor Who's really. So it's um, it's just always a delight and joy to meet new ones, and we do on this one, very exciting. And also, I end up not being the Doctor for a while, which is very strange. From the very first moment that I read the script, I loved it. I laughed a lot, and um, I thought it was a bit naughty, referential. Yeah, I, I really, really liked it. It's the first Guy Adams script that I've read, although I've worked with Guy a bit, script editing the previous two stories in this group. 
but I think he's done a stonking job. My name is Bonnie Langford and I play Melanie Bush. This story is great fun and it's even more fun in the way it's being played by some of the actors. It's um, hilarious. It's quite sort of dark in some respects and, and quite current with the, the way the world is at the moment, which is always a good way of explaining things and lightening things. But um, yeah, it's quite fun and quite possible. Built-in data port, built-in printer. Do you make toast too? The only thing I enjoy toasting, Miss Bush, are snippy humans. So please, continue to mock. I love doing these. It's great because you get... If you get pages and pages of dialogue, you don't think, oh no, how am I going to learn that? You can just interpret as it comes to you on the page, which is exciting. I just think the power of audio and radio and all those, you know, this medium is is fantastic. It actually makes you focus as an actor very much on your voice and very much on how you are conveying that so many more meanings with your voice and with your energy and your expression and I think it sort of it hones your craft a little bit. My name is Sophie Aldred and I play Ace. I'm very very happy about the Quantum Possibility Engine. I think it's smart, I think it's funny and it's also intriguing because we get to sort of we get to play ourselves all the way through uh, me and the Doctor and Narvin but we also get to play sort of database versions of ourselves. It's very, very clever, I think. It's clever and it's funny. I'm sorry about this. I really am. Screamy sound, possibly. <laughs> earplugs. You're putting earplugs in. I know the professor goes on sometimes, but... <laughs> I have no choice. They want the TARDIS and... And I have to give it to them. No! No! Ah! What are you doing? Ah! <laughs> what a way to start the day. Lovely. Thank you very much. Done that. Nailed it. You see her as this kind of um, traitor, this Judas, and you think, what is she up to? And uh, and that seemingly goes on for a while. Then she thinks, right, I've got you, I've nabbed you. Then, of course, it's not quite as straightforward as you think. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's quite good that she sort of sees things in a slightly more, uh, you know, a less sort of uh, lateral position, that she does actually try and um, work the system a bit. You know, because at first, you know, Mel was always completely sort of open and honest and everything was straightforward and it, she just took everything, uh, you know, people on word and she trusted. And now she's become a little bit more cynical and a little bit more canny when it comes to playing the games with some of the less savoury characters in space. It's lovely having Bonnie and Sophie together. A delight in uh, watching Bonnie develop her character. She didn't have much chance of doing that sadly when we were working together and you know on the the telly as it were and so it's always great to see her and she really is enjoying it and giving it welly and having a wonderful time i love working with them it's the old team and i love the fact that there's three of us now it's you know it's, it's sort of it, it gives another dimension as well because either the two girls go off or you know the doctor goes off on his own or one or other and then you know it adds that other sort of quality so that we're not just being that sort of conduit for saying what's happening now doctor you know that there is a different sort of dynamic that you can play and you can have your own little sort of story all together you know on your on your own path and you don't have to sort of be wandering along the corridor talking to yourself there are other ways of interacting and and also i think you know mel has always been quite responsible for ace she's always felt that 
there is this um, wonderful sense of adventure that Ace has that Mel has never quite been able to um, overcome and never been able to sort of take on board herself. So it give, that gives her courage and and she also feels I think that with with Ace she manages to temper her enthusiasm a little bit and tries to make her think her her way through things a bit more so I think together they're a very good pack they complement each other normally once I've got a script I've got at least four or five voices to find but in this case many of the voices were already chosen for me because they're returning characters so obviously Sylvester Bonnie and Sophie Narvin, Sean Carlson, is already part of uh, Big Finish canon. Dog Bolter had been previously played by Toby Longworth. So then I just had to find two more members of the cast. Captain Regent of the Krazi. Uh, just because of the way the story is laid out and how topical it is, I felt we had to have something polished PR and American for the Captain Regent. And I'd recently worked with Jules de Young on one of my own projects. She was Lieutenant Green in New Captain Scarlet in 2005. She knows Wayne, who we brought in as well. And um, I just thought she'd do a nice job of this sort of sinister warmongerer. Yeah, I think that's what she is. So yeah, Jules is great, fun for that. My name's Toby Longworth and I'm playing Dog Bolter. Well, this is not the first time we've come across the gigantic frog I think it's a frog-shaped creature, because you can't literally be a frog. He talks. That would be insane. He's based on Sidney Greenstreet. People might be familiar with him from the uh, Maltese Falcon. And in fact, the first time I played Dog Bolter was in the Maltese Penguin, which was a Frobisher adventure, which I believe was a cover mount. Wherever Toby Longworth goes, there's there's fun frolics and noise. And with the addition of Wayne Forrester, uh, I mean... I'm surprised that we actually got anything recorded, to be honest, because um, the banter that's been going on has been loud and funny and lovely. Hob had to be Peter Laurie, essentially, and uh, I spoke to a couple of people about who could do a good Peter Laurie, and I just happened to speak to Wayne on the phone, Wayne Forrester. I don't know why he rang me, he said he was off to play golf somewhere and decided he'd just call me, and I just, just said, how's your Peter Laurie? And he just did this... Uh, creepy voice and I said can you make it more sinister and uh, more of a weirdo and he did it and and there was Hob and I love working with Wayne because he's incredibly versatile and great fun he also happened to be friends with Toby Longworth beforehand so I hoped their relationship would carry from real life into the booth and into their characters and I think it did I'm Wayne Forrester and I'm playing Hob and I'm playing Alex and our various soldiers if there's one thing the universe doesn't like it's a, a debtor my debt to the Sparrowvores was supposed to be cancelled. Mm, but it wasn't, Miss Bush. It wasn't. Although they were pleased to find someone who was willing to buy from them. <laughs> At a fraction of the original amount, naturally. You are, as ever, the most astute of businessmen, Mr. Dogbolter, sir. There you have it. Mm. That's a rather lovely adventure with the Seventh Doctor. We drama teased it on the 30th of September podcast, so if you fancy a tease before you purchase it, why not whip back and have a listen? Definitely yeah, whip well, back. It's it's lovely, isn't it? Or just buy it. Just buy it. Buy it's even better. Yeah. Guaranteed to hear the first 15 minutes and all then. Uh, in the meantime, prepare yourselves for the randomoid selectatron. Ah, you say that. And in shock, 
news. We've tampered with the randomoid selectatron to favour our guest presenter in honour of you, Jamie Anderson. Oh, thanks. This is not random. This is very specific. We are going to talk for the first time in the history of the randomoid selectatron. We've, we've disabled it. We're going to talk about Terrorhawks. Yay! The Terrorhawks selectatron. Perfect. Yeah. And it's a, don't forget, there's 25% discount on this. Should we give 25% discount on all three Terrorhawks series? I think you should definitely do that, yes. Yeah. Is that allowed? I can hear Sue Cowley going, what? What's he done? Well, you've said well, it I've now. done it. It's true. I've done it. It's happening. Yeah, 25%. And, and in order to get that discount, you go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V forward slash randomoid and you enter a code. Buck up capital letters b-u-c-k-u-p anyway there you go what's the v for i've no idea (laughs) very (laughs) okay it seems to just turn up on all our urls yeah it's interesting um yeah oh i'm i'm so pleased you let us do terror hawks it was so much fun and they're they're funny aren't they nick they are (laughs) they are they are funny no sorry that's uh, (laughs) i see you looking at me like that's the brilliant thing that's why i want people to get into it because you know a lot of big finnish fans are of a certain age like like my kind of age maybe a bit younger sometimes a bit in older in their mid-30s <laughs> wink wink um <laughs> and i and we remember thunderbirds and as has been pointed out many times that terrorhawks was the thunderbirds of its generation and lots of people mm. of the right generation to watch terrorhawks and for them it was the big jerry anderson series that's very difficult for people of my generation to understand but you know, there again, you know, my father wasn't into Thunderbirds because he was a man in his 40s when Thunderbirds came out. So he was more was into me. wax cylinders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Just westerns and war films. Actually, well, exactly. Yeah. Generational thing, isn't it? But Terrorhawks is great yeah. fun. And I've heard from lots of people who thought they didn't like it until they heard the audio series, dramas, volumes, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Go because it's them. great science fiction and it's... But it has a fantastic sense of humour as well. A touch of satire. Yeah, definitely and, and, satire. And the fantastic Denise Breyer, who through her late 80s and 90th year joined us to um, just mess about, basically, and have a great time. What? But she's a, she's a wonderful... Play Zelda? Yeah, yeah, to play Zelda. <laughs> what's, she, what's her title, Zelda? Uh, she's the villain. Zelda of Guck, um, Queen of the Universe, or something like that. I mean, she's... A bit, you know, up herself, Zelda. <laughs> She's intensely ugly as well. Um, yeah, in fact, you know what? Of... I've, I've got the original Zelda puppet, uh, but two feet away from me right here. I mean, it's wow. no good for a podcast because I could, you know, flap her lips or something. It's, it's no good. <laughs> just, it doesn't that would help. just sound strange, wouldn't it? Yeah, very um, well. Should we listen to the uh, a mashup of the trailers? Let's do it. I'd love that. Big finish. We love stories. Especially the ones where you die horribly, Earth scum. It's been nearly 30 months since any attack from Mars. Feels more like 30 years. I hate it when things are this quiet. You never know what her upstairs has planned for you. Terrorhawks, stay on this channel. 
This is an emergency. Now we've got a chance to prove that we're vital to Earth's defenses. Sir, a fleet of Zeefs is approaching Earth at high speed. Open fire! Into the breach once more. The brave leader of a group of soldiers, the likes of which has never been seen before. Shut up, Zero. Oh, and Dr. Einstein, too. <laughs> Aggressive as hell, Mary. Give them all you've got, Kate. Tan Tan. Please enjoy the show. Avi will. You'll be the first to know if we don't. Stop firing, you blizzarding idiots! Our listeners have just received news that Buckingham Palace has been invaded by, and I don't believe this, aliens! With the once reliable Terrorhawks out of the game, there was nothing to stop them. I found a new Ninestein, or my superiors are gonna pull the plug! It'll be the end of the Terrorhawks! It's a numbers game now! Three clones left! Terrorhawks, stay on this channel! This is an emergency. The weapon has been delivered. My gun has drooped and I cannot get it up. Tell me something I don't know, lad. Long time no see. They won this time. And I'll get them. There we are. So, and you know, the thing uh, that I forced you to do was to make sure the first episode was a, a re... A restatement of the series format for anyone who had never seen the TV series or was unfamiliar with it. So, mm. if you if you get these releases for twenty five percent off, you know, or you you will find out what Terror Hawks is all about in the first episode. Yes, the Price is Right. I think it's called. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, which is I'd forgotten that ideal for this discount scenario. So, it's almost like yeah. I had the foresight to work out this was going to happen four yes, years later. It all fits together like an M Night Shamalamalamalam film. Yes, for no reason. It all it all seems to. What's that person called? M. What? M Night Sha. I now now you've you said that. Either. I don't know because you've said that. I always just go Shamalam, which is probably quite offensive. I'm really sorry. Uh, I just can never remember how to say his name. Uh, and, Shamalam. I do. M Night Shamalam. Is it? Oh, okay. There we are. Maybe. Uh, I do think that his films are mostly rubbish, though. Oh. <laughs> The early ones are good. I think the first two I saw were quite good. Is that like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or whatever? No. <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> Who did that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Michelle Yeoh was in it. Um, no idea. What did he do? Hang on. We've got the internet. Can I look it up on the internet? Yeah, goggle it. I'm doing it now. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about terror hawks. What's going on? It's well, a tangent. It's a Jamie Anderson happen. tangent. And I'm a dog. Dogs barking now. Uh, here's Minnie. She says hi. Um, <laughs> That's uh, a dog, by the way, for listeners yeah, yeah. who don't know. Uh, as director, I suppose. Yeah. Signs. Yeah, uh, that's really terrible. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. That was a great film. I enjoyed that. This is just my opinion, obviously. Okay. Uh, Wide Sixth Awake. Sense. What came after Sixth Sense? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. That started to go off. And then the next one was Signs, wasn't it? Which was just. Signs, yeah. I saw it with Rob Shearman 
uh, in the cinema and uh, during the screening about 25% of the audience walked out at various stages no way, really? it was so terrible and uh, then at the end of the film Rob turned to me and just said that's the best thing I've ever seen and I went really and he went of course not <laughs> he just was joking <laughs> I thought for a moment he'd gone insane. Oh, see, it I does didn't... have two of the scariest moments in a movie that I've ever seen, though, I have to say, signs. Which are? Anyway. No, come on, you can't leave us hanging. What are they? What, what are the scariest moments? No, 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 no. Oh, because you're it's... on your, your anti-spoiler kick now, aren't you? No, no, I just can't be bothered to go. It's, it takes a long time to explain something, which is very visual. Anyway, it's to do with the aliens in it. Right. Anyway, uh, so... I don't know how we got onto that. I do actually, but no, I'm not prepared Hawks. to unpick it. Terror Hawks, yeah. <laughs> how did the Terror Hawks thing come about, Jamie? Tell us the origin story of Big Finish doing Terror Hawks. Oh, not the origin story of Terror Hawks, but the origin story of Big well, Finish. Well, you can tell Terror us that Hawks. as well. Nah. Well, I mean, they were going to do a Thunderhawks thing, which is kind of Thunderbirds related. So it does have its origins in Thunderbirds to some degree. Um, and elements. Why didn't they do that? Was it copyright? Yeah, it's copyright issues. Um, and elements like Treehawk, which launches out of a tree um, yes. when the branches fall away to allow it to launch. That is obviously <sighs> in a homage to Thunderbird 2. And there's lots and of the elements palm like trees, that. Yes. And we do in series three, I think have a uh, uh, a Thunderbirds uh, mocking episode oh. you know ge- very gentle mocking um, pastiche no parody maybe yeah anyway it's uh, it's good fun uh, so yeah no you, you and I um, chatted and uh, had gin at a couple of events and were mocked for drinking gin rather than beer uh, <laughs> and then um, later on we had some lunch and then, yeah, and then beyond, after that lunch, we had another lunch. It's all about food and drink, all this. And, um, <laughs> the Food and Drink Show with Jamie Anderson and Nick Briggs. <laughs> uh, you can be um, Jilly uh, Goulden. Is that her name? Th- thank you very much. Yeah. Was that me? <laughs> Who was the other chap? I don't know. Oz Clark? Have I imagined that? No, I don't, anyway. No, no, I think you're right. I think really? You're right. Yeah. How bizarre. Anyway, this is completely irrelevant. And, and anyway, uh, you said, oh, I'd love to do some Anderson stuff. Have you got anything, Anderson Entertainment, that you could do? And I said, Terrorhawks. And you went, yeah, all right. And uh, <laughs> and there's the origin of the Terrorhawks, a big finish. And there were sprouts, weren't there? I seem to Yeah, you had, you had a chalice of sprouts. And it was only because you, you love sprouts so much and you were distracted by said sprouts that you said yes. You probably thought I said something else. Uh, no, no, I, I, I did sprouts i was very i was delighted at the sprouts yeah they were nice i don't have sprouts enough my wife's a vegetarian but she doesn't like sprouts i mean what? that's ridiculous i cannot believe that i know she likes courgettes or zucchini as our american listeners will know them uh, and i find those dull as hell <laughs> well they're anyway. all water they're all water aren't exactly they? sprouts are very leafy they're quite dense Ooh. Yeah, but people hate them, including my wife. Although then, when they're served up somewhere, she eats them. And I said, give them to me. No, she eats them. Well, next time you have them, have them with bacon, and then she won't eat them. Oh, that's true. Good point. Sprouts and Master bacon. plan. Oh, lovely. Well, anyway, thanks, Ran, in inverted commas, because you weren't really Ran. At this point in the podcast, it's a bit weird, because the signal has gone, and Jay just says, reconnecting, I've lost Jamie. I've got no idea if you can still hear me, but it's all frozen. I have to wait, because he's supposed to do the next bit. Anyway, thanks, Ran. 
Well, this has gone terribly well. Oh, oh, you're, oh back. you're back. You're back. Hey, could you... Uh, I finished Ran. Oh, you finished Ran. I was just chatting away to myself then. <laughs> so, so indeed was I. And so, as the podcast slips away like a slippy thing from Slips World, where everything is very slippery, it's just time for Nick and I to make up a barely adequate, and it will be barely adequate, trailer for this podcast. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Coming soon from Big Finish Productions and released on the 21st of October 2018, a podcast featuring Some me, stuff. Nick Briggs, and, <laughs> and me, you. Jamie Anderson, in, instead of Benji Clifford because he's not here. I can't remember why. Why is he not here? He's gone to Germany. That's it, he's in Germany. Poor Benji. <laughs> and we talk about the latest releases Ravenous 2, The, the Avengers, Avengers, Too Many, many Targets. Tar- I was going to try and alternate. Oh, go on then. Well, I've done it the now. Co- the Avengers Too Many Targets. The Quantum Possibility Engine. An ideal world. In the news, we talk about Survivor Series 8. Big Finish Day updates. Blind Terror. A Big Finish original drama. And... The Third Doctor. There are, of course, listeners' emails. <laughs> A competition reminder, which I do really nicely. The Randomoid Selectatron, which has been deactivated. Tampered especially, with. Yes. <laughs> And a drama tease, which is... Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, An Ideal World. Well, there we are. Do you think we got away with that? <laughs> no. Oh. It'll have to do, it's, though. It's amazing what editing won't be able to achieve. No. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible, wasn't it? That's part of the magic, um, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And now on BBC One, Doctor Who heads into outer space to find... An ideal world. Eight years from Earth, a vast human spaceship hung in orbit over a cloudy, alien world. An impossibly long, taut loop of cable stretched out beneath it, vanishing far below. Beneath the clouds, strange birds wheeled over a rolling forest of broad-leaved trees. Small creatures scampered among their lower branches, and at the misty forest floor, insects darted through long grasses in hazy shafts of light. But that wasn't all that moved. The TARDIS was coming.
Market. Ah, one of those eras with trees. Ah, my dear Vicky, the astral map readings were quite clear. The Earth is trillions of miles from here. Oh, Stephen, tell him it's obviously Earth. Well, not the Earth of my era. Yes, well, whenever that is, things change. No, no, Stephen is right, Vicky. Uh, these trees, for example, are not like any species I've encountered on Earth. They may have developed along similar lines, but they're not really the same. Yeah. Yeah, look at the leaves. Their shapes, uh, the vein structures. Hmm. They're still green. So were the leaves on Mechanus, and that wasn't Earth either. It's a chemical called chlorophyll. It's universal. I know that. Ah, you took the very words from my mouth, my boy. <laughs> uh, chlorophyll. Yes, precisely. But, but these greens are much more pink and brown tinged than most on Earth, aren't they? Olive, maybe. But hardly noticeable. Not to someone who didn't grow up with trees, perhaps. Well, yeah. we're not all old enough, are we? The air's not quite right either, is it? All right, you've made your point. You're both so well-travelled. Yes, well observed, my boy. Uh, the oxygen levels here are low for us. Great. We're not going to suffocate, are we? Oh, no. No, we're in no immediate danger. You may find yourself a little light-headed or forgetful. Somewhat like when we were in the Himalayas. Hmm. I've never been to the Himalayas. My case in point. Come along, let's explore. <gasps> He's impossible. What are we looking for? I expect we'll know it when we see it. There's an outcrop ahead. If we climb up, it may afford us better views. Kicking up thin curls of mist, the doctor strode away. We'd better follow, Vicky. Keep an eye on him. Not far away, others were exploring. A survey team in heavy bodysuits peered at apparatus sunk into the soil. Happy, Heathcott? As I'll ever be, boss. You should try punching out code in these gauntlets yourself. Still, chin up, eh? Oh, it is, Grant, trust me. You just can't see it through my visor. Well, the quicker we get these stats down, the sooner we're away. I can hardly wait. Right, where now? Not sure. None of this looks the same today. Next monitor points down here, Supervisor, towards the rocks. Thank you, Grant. Any idea why the mists are lower? We could hardly see past our hands last set down. Orders of Captain Traherne, ma'am. Sorry? She's deployed additional atmospheric drones to keep the mists down. She's oxygen seeded? Yes, ma'am. What's she playing at? She knows we're supposed to be minimal impact. I questioned the decision myself, ma'am. I'm assured it's highly localised. Might as well be running about without gloves and helmets. It's just to assist with visibility. No, this is exactly like dropping loop anchor. She's up to something. When Stephen and Vicky caught the doctor, he seemed to have lost interest in the outcrop he'd headed for. He was intently examining the bank of a stream leading towards it, prodding at the mud with his stick. Hmm. Intriguing. What have you found, Doctor? Absolutely nothing. But perhaps nothing of quite an interesting kind. Oh, good riddles. 
young man, if your curiosity's oh, deserted... please, you... please don't quarrel. I can't bear it. Well, if the doctor was a little more forthcoming... Yes? What's so special here? Oh, really, child? How often do we arrive on a planet this like Earth, eh? All the time. Nonsense. Even those we've encountered with better matched atmospheres have striking differences. Their gravity or climate, etc. But this world's almost identical. I thought the differences might prove instructive. Aren't you interested in my discovery? You're nothing. Precisely. It may still be an unimportant nothing, but tell me, what would you say is missing from this world? Hmm? Good air? No, besides that. Though that may perhaps have a bearing. No? It's a question of scale. Scale? Fish? No, there's fish in the stream, just little tiddlers. Oh, yes! Now, don't <gasps> lean over them. Your shadow will scare them off. Oh, will it? Oh, that's what normally happens. Perhaps fish find you scarier than me. No, they're not scared of either of us. Yeah. Suggestive, isn't it? Keep to the path if possible, Heathcote. Try to avoid disturbing the grass. I'll do my best, boss. Kay? Elias here. Survey Team B. Ready to pod up? Pretty much. Except we've an anomalous object in our sampling zone. Anomalous? Blue cuboid. Police markings. Clearly ours, but not on my manifest. What? So, not yours? No. This'll be Traherne again. Thinks her majority means she can ignore protocol. Can you get it back to the Magellan? Sure thing. I'll exit it into the store. Catch you upside. We're here, Mum. Next analysis point. This whole area was swathed in fog before. I'll check the soil sampler. Anything in the traps, Grant? No. Far one triggered, but the gates reopened. Bait gone? Yes, Mum. <sighs> Cunning little squirrels, aren't they? Surely not enough to raise concerns. I'm not prejudging. No, of course not. It might have just been the insects, ma'am. Stuff that could get through the mesh. We'll see what the playbacks show. We'll follow procedure whether Traherne likes it or not. Well, uh, have either of you noticed what's missing? Scale, but not fish. Lizards? Hmm? No, not that kind of scale. We have flowers. Trees, birds, insects, even worms in this mud. A whole system of life, but with a gap. No tracks of large beasts where you might expect them by the water. No fear of us in these fish. I suspect there's no life on our scale here. Because of the thin air? Possibly. A world where more complex life has failed to arise, or where larger predators have been unable to thrive. Of course, we're jumping to conclusions. <laughs> we are? Oh yes, indubitably. Hmm. In the distance, unseen by the travelers, a metallic pod shot into the air, following a fine cable trackway into the clouds. What was that? I don't know. Um, Bird, maybe? Uh, no. Sounded big to me. Mechanical. Young man, 
if my theory is correct, machine-building life-forms are unsustainable here. <gasps> then what's that? A rocket. Low-flying from the sound of it. So who made it, Doctor? A fish? That's low. Seeding drone down here. Don't like that. Ionic reading shifting. I think it's cloud weaving. What? Chaining chem clouds. We're going to have a storm. But that's a terraforming process. Or environmental purging. What's the difference? Whether the rain dissolves us. Trahan's lost it. A few more votes, that could have been you. Oh, not helpful. That's not the same drone, is it? Afraid not. Well, can't we countermand this? We can, but there'll still be a downpour. Back to the loop station. I'm not sure we've time. Wind's rising already. There's caves to the east, ma'am. We could shelter there. Lead the way. Set your suits to Exo. Totem, this is Kay. How may I help? Stand down planet-side cedar drones. They're cloud-weaving above the survey zone. We can't avoid a storm, but if we can minimise the impact... Cedars have only been instructed to provide local mist reduction. Are you positive they've entered cloud cycle? We're sure. I shall check where the cedars. One moment. There seems to be a communications issue with deploying cedar units. They're not returning handshake codes. They're out of control? Regrettably, that seems the most likely scenario. Please seek shelter while I transmit emergency overrides. Thanks a bunch. Ah! Heathcott, you were right. Just debris on my visor. Rattle me. Come on, that wind's picking up. A shadow passed over the time travelers as something rumbled by above. They could only glimpse it through the trees. Ah, another rocket! Did you see it, Stephen? No, not properly, but I think it's from Earth. I'll head up those rocks and try to get a clearer view. How many are there? Stephen followed the stream to where it crashed into the base of a ridge of tall stone. Carefully, he started clambering up the rocks. See anything? Uh, not yet. Uh, I think the ground mist's rising, like thick fog in some places. Be careful, the wind's fierce. Yes, and I have a feeling these rockets caused it. Oh no, Doctor, Vicky, cover your eyes. There's a dust cloud coming! A whirling mass of grit and dust skimmed up across the ridge directly towards Stephen. Caught off balance, he stumbled and fell. Ah! 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 A few hundred yards away, the Earth survey team battled the same winds. Stones flew through the air, pinging off their suits. Topsoil swelled through misty air, leaving them almost blind. Kay! Grant, where are you? Here! Follow my voice, Heathcott. The cave's on far now. 
By the stream, the Doctor and Vicky looked desperately for Stephen at the foot of the rocks, hampered by swirling mist. Stephen! Uh, it's no good, Vicky. He could be anywhere. Stephen! What was that? Uh, a tree. Oh, these winds. Stephen! Please! Vicky, this isn't safe. We must get back to the ship. But if Stephen's unconscious or injured... If he is, there's no way we can help presently. We can't carry him. We haven't the strength. Oh, as soon as this weather settles, we'll be straight back. Come along. Rain began falling. The doctor held out his hand. Reluctantly, Vicky took it. Shielding their eyes from flying debris, they started back towards the TARDIS. What neither realized as they headed away was just how nearby Stephen lay, out cold in the long grass. As rain pounded down on him, Stephen's eyelids slowly fluttered open. As Stephen came to and cautiously stood, the Earth survey team stumbled into a rocky cave. Careful, it's slippery. Head further in. It'll be safer and drier. Unless there's something vicious at the back there. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.